Welcome back to Whitgift Conversations, the podcast where we talk to staff and pupils about topics that are relevant to you. Now, today's episode is one you're going to love, whether or not you're into sport. We talked to Carl Stagno. He's the director of hockey at Whitgift. So I ask him how he got into this in the first place and what brought him to Whitgift. But then I also find out from him what hockey actually looks like in school, how it's changed in the time that he's been there. We talk about the values they instill in the boys at school and how they get the balance right between winning and taking part. Carl is great, and I really think you're going to enjoy this. There's no need for a hockey stick to listen to this, so come with me as we speak to the director of hockey. It's Carl Stagno. Carl, good morning. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the podcast. How are you today? Thank you, Simon. Yeah, very well. It's a nice sunny day, so it's all good. It's a beautiful sunny day, and I appreciate you recording this. That, that this, For the sake of anyone listening, we're recording this 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning, so I, I really do appreciate you being here and doing this. Um, do you have a busy day lined up then in school? No, no, actually today um, I normally run um, you know, the cricket term, um, but um, no, today it's um, pretty, pretty straightforward, pretty easy. Well, thank you for that, and thank you again for being here. Now, today we're going to be talking all about your role as Director of Hockey and really what hockey looks like at Whitgift. But first of all, I'd love to understand a little bit more about your background, your hockey background, and how you got into it and what, what, your, what your experience is of it. It's, it's, it's um, a bit of a whirlwind in terms of how I got here. So my, my played hockey since I was very little. Um, I'm from Gibraltar originally, so I played there all along um, but when I came to study uh, in the UK I, I came to, to do sports science and, and went down the route of physiology so I did a PhD in exercise physiology I was going down that route um, and whilst I was play, playing here in, in the Prem and having a, a, a sort of like a semi-professional contract um, I was doing a lot of coaching on the side um, that got me more and more involved with schools um, whilst I finished my PhD and was looking for jobs in, in academia, um, a school called the Royal Grammar School in Guildford offered me sort of like a, a head of hockey then. I started doing that and, and, and it kind of ended up in a situation whereby I enjoyed that more than what my career path was planned for. Um, and then the next thing you know, it's um, I'm decided to to go down that route as a as a, as a main career, um, and that's kind of how I ended up from from playing um, into the coaching sort of uh, setup, and and in particular coaching at at, at schools in education, which is slightly different to coaching um, outside in in clubs. No, I can see that. I, I can I can well believe. Um, so tell me then, when you were, I'm, I'm presuming when you were a child, you started playing hockey at a very young age. Uh, it, first mm -hmm. of all, is that right? And secondly, how did you get into that? I started playing football first, ironic enough. Um, back home, obviously, the two main sports are, are hockey and football. Um, I started playing football at school. Um, my school team kind of dismantled when I went into sort of senior school. Um, and there were some house hockey competitions going on. My cousin was a, was a big hockey player, so he kind of gave me a stick. Um, off I went to play and being competitive as I am, ended up doing a lot of training on my own just to make sure that I was, I was up to scratch with the boys who had been playing for a bit longer. Um, and then I was uh, bitten by the, the hockey bug shall we say and, and, and from then on I never, I never looked back Do you still play football now as well? No, 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 no. I was not very good at football to be fair <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was hockey that, that I showed a bit more of a talent um, I, I do like football um, I think hockey and football are very similar um, other than using of a, of a stick in terms of the general 
dynamics of, of the game. Um, Slightly smaller ball as well in hockey. Yeah, harder ball as well. So I do not recommend heading it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's it's hockey's been my passion ever since I first picked up a hockey stick. Really. So how would you describe the hockey provision at Whitgift? You know, what what does it actually look like to someone on the outside? I think it's um it's excellent. I think it's 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 the best hockey provision in the country. Um, I, I don't think there's any there's any doubt about that. Um, I don't think any club can can match what we provide, and I don't think any any other school get to the level of what we provide. Gosh, um, the, the, these it, are bold statements you're making there, Carl. Yeah, it's very um it's very robust. It um it 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 covers every angle from participation to 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 the top end. I mean, the the aim of the program is simply to provide an opportunity for every single boy to play with distinction at the level equivalent to their aspirations. That That is what we set out to do 13 years ago. Sorry, Carl, say that again, just so that we all understand that. So the, the aim of the programme is, is to provide an opportunity mm-hmm. for every boy to be able to participate with distinction at a level mm-hmm. equivalent to their aspirations. So if you have a boy that wants to become an international, the, the programme should provide footsteps and, 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 and stepping stones for them to get to that level. If another boy wants to just do it from a social point of view, then mm-hmm. the programme should also provide that. Um, and, and that's the aim. Um, we, we achieve that, I think, pretty well. Not, not every not every boy is, is always going to be able to become an international if, if they want, but the programme mm-hmm. is there to provide opportunity for them to do so. So that's kind of the general aim. How many of the boys at Whitgift play hockey then? We have, um, at the moment, um, I wouldn't be able to tell you the exact numbers, but I would say around about 40 boys per year group, I would say, that, that commit to hockey for two terms. I, I, you probably know that at school, boys, boys choose what sport they want. So come to the age of year nine, which is under 14, mm-hmm. pretty much. Boys mm-hmm. have an option to go, I'm going to do football, I'm going to do rugby, I'm going to do hockey, I'm going to do cricket. And there's other other non-core sports, or more individual sports that they can also choose. Um, and then boys have that option to, to pursue that sport on a two-term basis over the winter mm-hmm. um, for as long as they're at, school, at Whitgift. Obviously, the school also provides an opportunity for boys who might not want to do that, might want to play a bit of rugby in the first term, play a bit of football, play a bit of hockey. That's also av- available. But b- the majority of boys tend to opt for, for a particular sport. I think we're seeing um, just an, a, a, a big shift in momentum in terms of we're losing the traditional winter sport and summer sport, but boys who play a sport want to play that sport all year round and have a passion for it. Mm. I think that's something that Wicket have, have provided um, since before I got here uh, and have led the way in independent schools. A lot of schools still in our area would say now in the first term you play rugby, whether you like it or not. Second term you play hockey, whether you like it or not. Third term you're going to play cricket, whether you like it or not. Um, I think the mm. school provides that opportunity. So in terms of what, how many boys we end up um, having at hockey, it's, I think it's usually around about 40, yeah, 30 to 50, that, that mark, depending on the year group, uh, that, that opt hockey for two terms. And tell me about playing against other schools. How often does that happen then? Um, so we, we are two terms. So a large number of schools only play one term. So filling fixtures in the first term is always a, a, a challenge. Um, there are a number of schools in the area, only a number of them, two, three, that play 
two terms like us so we in the first term have a situation whereby we play them twice in in block fixtures and we also have a, a number of of triangulars and and, and and little tournaments here and there to, to to make sure that we got enough fixtures in the first term we also have a a, a large chunk in that in that first term where we play training sessions at school between ourselves which are really really important in the development of the, of the players um, and mm -hmm. we have a very very robust indoor program um, so the first term is, is also very much geared towards playing indoor hockey which then leads to the national finals in December um, oh, January to March yeah January to March is the traditional and I say traditional in terms of how it's been running in, in the UK for many years where you have the, the hockey term and then what, what then happens is we have a block fixture against all the other schools in our circuit um, mm -hmm. that happens every Saturday um, with cup matches in between in between the matches so so to give you to give you rough figures um, the first 11 played run about 29 fixtures last year the 16s 30 um, the, the 15 A's 27 the, the, the 14 A's played uh, 43 fixtures that's across wow. the whole year um, but then then you look at the, the, the B and C team um, values and the, the 14 B's played 25 fixtures over the, the, the right. whole year um, when you compare that to to some schools in rather corner from us they will be playing mm -hmm. 12 so almost right. double the fixtures that's incredible. Yeah. So that really the, the is. provision is, yeah, the provision is is, is quite um, quite unique. Carl, how long have you been at Whitgift for? I believe this is my thirteenth year. I believe uh, my maths might be wrong. And how have you seen hockey develop over that time since you started at school? The program was was good when when I got here. Um, the, um, my predecessor. Um, Ryan Ravenscroft, who I know well, was doing a great job. Before then, it was Ali Osborne, who's, who's our head of co-curricular. So continuity within what we've been doing at school has been pretty good, um, even before my time. Um, I think the, 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 the programme, since I've been here, has, has definitely grown. Um, I'm not sure whether I've, I've, I've been the catalyst to that or, or whether it was already growing and, and I just gave it more energy. Um, but I've definitely seen it grow in numbers in terms of boys' participation, um, in quality in terms of if, if you were to, to to measure success by winning, which we don't, um, the number of titles that we've won um, at different age groups and, and, and throughout. Um, but I do I do believe our, our biggest success since I've been here has been in the number of boys that play hockey beyond school. I think that's really important for us. So if I get a boy like I had yesterday, twenty-five-year-old boy, give me a call and go, sir, can you can you help me out with this? I've got a few questions. I'm still playing for this club, and I I'm not quite sure what to do or which club to go. If I'm getting those calls when they're twenty-five, I think we've done a good job because I mean we've we've prepared yeah. the boys to play sport for life, which I think is is far more important than anything else. It's interesting that you say you don't measure success by winning, and I think we all understand what you mean by that. But nevertheless, how do you balance the competitive aspect of the game with the importance of sportsmanship and fair play and things like that? Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's that's that's it. It's, it's that's the most important thing. You 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 can't um, focus on on success whether you've won or, or not. You've got to you've got you've got to focus in on how hard the boys work, um, how many times you see them with a smile on their face. And how humble they are. Those are our three core values: work hard, humility, and enthusiasm. 
Um, so the, you, you have to instill that in them, full stop. If, if I give you the example of our 14s, for example, this year, the 14As, I mean, they've had a great season. 14As and Bs, both teams got to the national finals. 14As mm -hmm. and Bs. Um, the 14As were unbeaten all year, lost in the final on penalty strokes. Our keeper didn't save the ball once. He hadn't had a shot on goal in the whole game, yet we lost mm -hmm. on penalty flicks. If you were to measure success by whether you won or lost, then that year is a, it's it's a failure. But it's not mm. really, is it? You know, the boys have worked really hard. They, they've they've grown as a team. They've they've learned the values of working hard. They've, they've learned the values of, of working hard with a smile on their face, and they've mm. kept themselves very humble about it. So, it, it's it, the trick is to, to 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 push them to try and win because we life is about succeeding and trying to be better in your jobs and in when they leave school and what have you but never mentioning winning um, if if we can get them to do that without ever mentioning we we need to win this um, we need to do this to win then I think we're doing a good job. Tell me more about those three values that you mentioned. I mean, where did they come from? But also, how do you translate those from being sort of in the in the staff room, you talking about these with other people, other members of staff, and actually translating them into things where the where the boys at school actually embrace them? Well, so uh, with everything, it's um, it's almost like a, a gut feeling. You, um, a lot of these things come after years of of experience and 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 mould and uh, and and what talking to the coaches and reading and what have you. So we we've or I've come about with three these values that I believe in. Um, we do, we don't um, how can I put it? You know, we don't slap the boys in the face with it with those values all the time. But it's something that I I talk to my coaches a lot about. And and in mm. terms of you know when you have team talks with them, when you have halftime conversations with them, um, it, it is as important to talk about those values as it is to talk about the tactical the tactics of the game. Mm -hmm. So you know halftime. Boys, are, are we working hard enough? Are we are we running hard enough? Is is, is you know is our house in order? Are we are we okay? We're winning by a number of goals. Are we keeping ourselves humble? Um, and and measuring our success after a game on on those three values is 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 as important as measuring our success um, of whether we were able to play the ball out of the back well or press the opposition well and you know all the tactical side of the things are, are important but if we can measure them and talk about those values regularly then it becomes instilled in them because the, the boys very quickly learn that actually that's important for us and and and, and boys want want to do well and they want to uh, impress and they want to um, get praise and, and if they know that okay one of the values that really matters to all our coaches is are we working hard are we being mm -hmm. enthusiastic are we being humble um, then they they embrace that and it's, it's just normal Normal routine, and and it's something like you, know, you can't just be chopping and, ch and and changing with with, with anything like this. These things mm. have to be ingrained since they are in year eight. So the, the conversations mm. are simple, and we keep it the same. And we we don't try and reinvent the wheel every every year. We 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 try and make sure that that we're tr doing something correct. And, and that's why I said it's mm. probably I said this earlier. But it's probably dip, slightly different when you're coaching at a club. Because here you're coming from an educational background, mm. and, and you you mustn't forget that you you must forget that here it's a school. Um, we're not here to, to to win titles. If we can win them in the process, really good. I, I never go to a game uh, or, or embrace a season thinking I'm not going to win. I, I want to win, and I make that very mm. clear. The question is, I don't want to tell the boys we're here to win. We 
because that's not the, the, the outcome. The outcome is, can we do everything possible to prepare us to be as good as we can possibly be? And, and mm. I believe if, if we're going to do that, we need to do it with a smile on our face. We need to work really hard. But also humble is, is really important because humble is, is, um, is, 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 is very close to arrogance. Mm. So, so what, what I mean by that is a good sportsman will be humble enough to understand that he's not still good enough so he mm-hmm. will go off even if, if even if they are at the very top of their game they will go off and practice more because they believe that actually the game requires them to be better that that immediately brings you down from that arrogance state where okay I've won the, mm. the league or I've won the, the national cup or I've won every competition there is to be I'm really good actually humble accepts that you are very very good but actually you the, 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 the sport may require you to still be a bit better and you might need to do mm-hmm. things slightly different, so that that's mm. kind of that's kind of where I come from. That humility, um, which mm. might be mm. expressed slightly different to what people think humility is, which is basically not celebrating a goal. Um, no, you, you can still celebrate a goal. It's a, it's about how you conduct yourself and under, and understanding that actually you can still be better. So even if you're beating your opposition, stay humble because you might not be as good as you still think you are. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. And you, you remind me actually of um, of Tiger Woods. I'm, I'm not into golf at all, but I remember hearing that Tiger Woods, like the best golfer in the world, he he's, he's got his own coach just to help practice his swing because clearly that's one of the really important things about playing golf. And despite the fact that he's the best golfer in the world, you know, he still had someone who was coaching him through that. So yeah, it sort really. of highlights the importance of that humility, but also highlighting the importance of having a coach. Yeah, absolutely. And, and look, we, we talk to the boys as well a lot about, um, and our, our staff, that um, we, 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 we're not aiming to get to be perfect because perfect, perfection doesn't, doesn't exist. You, you can't mm. be perfect in sport. You know, it, it, it does not exist. So what we try and do is try and aim to, to, to hit perfection, but not get too worked up with it because we know that we're not going to hit perfection, we, but we might mm. land on excellence. So aiming high, um, understanding we're not going to get to that perfect, perfect state, but by aiming that high and having high aspirations and, and all of us working together to see if we can be as good as we can possibly be, mm. that will probably hit you in, in excellence. Carl, what advice would you have for young players who, who, who are showing real signs of wanting to do this in the future, who could have real success in the future? What advice would you give to them as they're leaving the school? As they're leaving the school, so six formers leaving the school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the most important thing is is just enjoy what you do. Enjoy what you do and do it well. And do it to the best of your abilities. Don't, don't get caught up with with uh, I, I must be playing at this level, or I'm I'm going to be playing in the prem, or I'm going to be doing this. You, you have to do what you enjoy, and and if you if you enjoy it, then do it well. Throw yourself into it, and and try and be as mm-hmm. good as you can possibly be. That that's mm-hmm. the best best thing you can do. If you can if you can achieve the highest level of what you you, you physically can, then mm-hmm. you, you should be very proud of yourself, and and you and, and that's success. You know, being as good as you can possibly be in every in every aspect, not just the sport but how do you conduct yourself within the sport and Carl how do you keep up with like the latest trends and developments in in hockey coaching I guess who coaches the coach is my question yes it's a very 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 good question um so I'm always doing my own personal CPD um but obviously a CPD standing for just your normal career progression development you know training okay so if you want to call it that or you can call it that I, I I'm always with my um 
you know, eye out looking at what's happening in the game, both at junior level and at international level. I'm I'm also head coach at Wimbledon Hockey Club, which is a Premiership side. Um, so mm-hmm. I do coach a lot of a lot of the, the, the current <clears throat> GB players. Um, so I have to be abreast of what's happening at, at the very very top. I think um, any sport, you know, hockey, football, basketball, rugby, you're not reinventing the wheel every every season. But what you what you need to do is. Understand where where society is. Understand what the, mm-hmm. the, the 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 men on or the boys that you're going to be managing. Because believe me, what, what what coaches were demanding of players when I was young was probably very different to what you can demand of 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 people now. Um, or if you demand the same thing, you have to demand it in a different way because society has moved on. So you need to understand that. But also you need to understand um, where the sport is going and what the sport is telling you. Because in any sport, it, it's cyclical. Um, so you start here. That's what people were doing in 1970. You forget about it. Starts moving on to to to, to, to the 2000s, and, and now they're doing this. But it'll come back to what they were doing there. Huh, okay. Uh, but but they're just a bit faster. So you just got to mm. be understanding of where the, the the game is going, what the game is telling you, um, and if and if you can see that and foresee that, then you can prepare your players for the season ahead and know mm-hmm. what what skills, what fitness levels, what what to expect before we we, we see it. Um, mm. So that's mm. kind of how I do it and it requires watching a lot of hockey um, but that's not a not a something that I would say is a chore I, I quite <laughs> enjoy that to be fair so I, I end up watching it obvious amount of, of, of games and I can watch it from a, a, cl- a, a clinical point of view Carl just keeping an eye on time we should probably bring this to a close in a moment but um, I've really enjoyed talking to you I've, I've really enjoyed listening to your accent as well you mentioned you're from Gibraltar but do I pick up a bit of South Africa in there as well <laughs> um, funny enough um, I've been called South African and I've been called Welsh it depends where, where where I am in the season or where I've got a, a, a bit of a sing to it or a bit of a South African twang no it's it's from Gibraltar I'm, I'm bilingual I can speak Spanish and English um, did you enjoy growing up in Gibraltar when you were younger yeah yeah, lo- lovely place to lovely place to um, grow up. Lovely place to raise a family. Very safe um, weather. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, really, really. I, I do miss n- not being there, but I, I I do love the UK because of what I do here with my sport. My sport would be um, would have I would have reached a ceiling in my sport back home, um, which I did very quickly. Hence why I came over here. Um, but it's yeah, my my upbringing back home was was very very um, I was very fortunate to be brought up in Gibraltar well the weather there is lovely the weather here is lovely so I'd better leave you to go and enjoy it outside today um, Carl lot, I hope so. you have a great Saturday but thank you very much for being here and talking to us today about hockey thank you no problem at all thanks for having me Simon have a great day so that was Carl Stagno, Director of Hockey at School, coming to us on a Saturday morning and giving up his time to talk about the sport a big thank you to our favourite Gibraltarian for being with us today Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.